0: by Jason Bryan, and providing the latest insights on telecoms trends from around the world. This is Rocco Radio.
1: Hello there, I'm Jason Bryan, CEO Rocco Research, and welcome to The Slice, a series of podcasts dedicated to the industry's biggest trends. On this show, I speak with Henning Lagavilke, Director, BSS, and Charles Networks. Following the recent developments by the GSMA in creating the Billing and Charging evolution, we wanted to get some fresh thinking on what BCE really means for the roaming business. As we know, producing new standards is one thing, but getting them established is a much bigger challenge. With the help of Henning from House, I had the chance to ask the big questions on what BCE really means for the industry, and most importantly, what's its potential.
0: With BC, you get support for your discounting agreements and you have a standardized process that will support your creativity as a partner and your needs as, as a partner to get between two partners when it comes to bill for that uh, situation. So that's definitely the biggest advantage that you foresee compared to that.
1: Thanks for joining me again Henning, let's start with a question on EnchHouse. How would you say House is innovative in the BC market?
0: I talked about our single core, single entity platform for all business to business elements. What we succeeded to do is to actually support BC on that platform and being able to not only support the BC file flows or, or things like that. We managed to support the complete end-to-end process for BC, which is kind of necessary to address uh, BC, I would say. We, ha- of course, had some benefits since we had for both roaming and interconnecting in a single system, and we were end-to-end compatible in processes for both these revenue streams. The BCE process was a good fit since it shared a lot of those elements that you normally reuse. Like for, from a roaming perspective, it's, it's really not that much. A BCE is a completely different process compared to tap and wrap exchange, but it still involves the same type of data. From an interconnect perspective, BCE is very much inheriting their processes when it comes to the type of reports you exchange on an irregular basis, the reconciliation where you compare the home router data that you have in your network already with what the partner is invoicing you, being able to do this down to even down to DDR reconciliation. That's tools that we could reuse and enrich to support the BCE. So from an innovation perspective, it's... Of course, we've been following the BC progress uh, within GSMA, we've been talking about our, with our customers how we should uh, address this and if there is uh, a need from the market to, to actually to have this type of solutions in-house, if it should be an outsourced solution. But it, but it seems like the market is ramping up a lot. They want BC which is, is uh, fantastic and it's good for us to be in a position where we could address the problem with BC or the solution with, to, to the BC problem kind of quick. The nature of our platform is that it's a transaction driven platform. It likes big volumes of data, which BC to a large extent is when you look at, uh, at um, the amount of transactions you actually uh, should support or, or, or might support going forward. From an Interconnect perspective, from an IoT perspective, when you look at those revenue streams, it's always a lot of data. Roaming can be, but not to that extent as we see in, for example, Interconnect and IoT. So having that type of processing engine already in place and being able to enrich that to support PC, I'm not sure if we can say that that's an innovation, but it's at least something that made us uh, in a very good position to support requests on the markets.
1: And what would you say are the specific benefits that BCE bring over TAP?
0: It's of course the IoT, the AA14, that you can now have a total flexibility around. The, The discount agreements we talked about before has been something that is normally happening outside the TAP flow. You have to deal with your bilateral agreements or the discounting agreements separated from from that traffic. And with BCE you get support for your discounting agreements and you have a standardized process that will support your creativity as a partner and your needs as as a partner to get between two partners when it comes to bill for that uh, situation. So that's definitely the biggest advantage that you foresee compared to that. In the long term, the BCE standard as such could benefit much, much more than just roaming from mobile IT in 5G. There is no standard. So every carrier relationship is a one-to-one relationship. If you were using BC, you could have a global standard for all your carrier relationships all over the world. Like today, we are investing in AI interpretation like, so that you can read your partner invoices. If you are a carrier, you could get hundreds of invoices in different types of formats. Even if it's PDFs, it's it's in different type of format. So you can have AI to actually find the information and interpret that data. But that's a time-consuming and a costly process. If you were using a standardized process like BC, everybody would benefit the standard and, you, uh, and comply to that. You have the tools and regulations that will drive that business forward and support. So it will be more, more much more simpler. Yeah, I think it might be too much to wish for, but it's at least a potential that is worth discussing.
1: Last time we discussed some of the most critical changes that must happen to make BC a standard. We talked about mobile operators trying to help enforce that. Is there a product or service which you think might be the catalyst for BCE becoming a global standard?
0: Yeah, no, I think 5G roaming is, is the driver. Mobile IoT as well, but 5G roaming specifically because you need BC to support that relationship That's already regulated. You could, of course, bypass that bilaterally, but I don't see the benefit since the standard as such does cover the billing relationships, right? So when you want to tap the potential and charge and and get revenue out of your 5G roaming relationship, you have different type of relationship depending on how you enable 5G roaming. For example, if you look at slicing, if you look at the radio access types, uh, Different thing that you can actually differentiate in terms of revenue streams. And is a good standard to, to actually tap that potential. It's about the big volume of transactions to be settled from a partner to partner perspective and the aggregation framework that is provided together with EPC and the flexibility that you can do in terms of how you want to aggregate things like slice, IMC, radio access type, service name, service types. You could build your matrix in many, many ways in order to build exactly as you would like to do if you're driving that business. Makes a lot of sense you cannot do that in tap so if you don't do it with bc yeah you have to find another way from our customers we see more and more requests and they are also requesting to have support for bc in order to tap the potential of mobile iot in 5g one
1: question that comes to my mind is in some markets there's still bill shock there's still silent roaming mm-hmm. and going on heavily is a feeling that with tap I can really get into the, to the details of what a customer did. Mm. Is that going to be the same? Busy does not add anything into that, does not
0: provide anything that is better, right? This is based on, if you compare to tap, for example, the, the primary focus is mobile IoT and 5G roaming. That's home route to traffic, that something that the home operator already has 100% control of. So it's just the wholesale relationship that is taking care of BC. The end subscriber relationship analytics of what the, the users are doing when being abroad, it's done in the whole network. So local breakouts is always a problem in this in these scenarios, but if we look at traditional uh, home router traffic, DC does not provide anything in that. It, it's just a simplification on on the settlement process. You're not able to analyze the detailed data unless you request it. and I think that will be cumbersome in the in the long term
1: to exchange all that information even if it's possible. Mm-hmm. Well, but but it is much less likely that with the kind of retail plans that we see in the market these days, no uh, operators might, you know, not need to go into that those kind of details.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: What BC provides compared to
0: Tap, for example, is that you could address permanent romans, for example, and you can short mm-hmm. for it, and you can you can cover it in your business model and in your bilateral agreements. It's of course a problem when when it's regulated that it's not allowed. But in mm-hmm. the cases when it's allowed, you could actually instead of fight it, you could short for it and find a way to accept it.
1: I was going to ask you, Henning, what you thought about the use of blockchain to support some of the robbing processes, particularly in the clearing area. Blockchain has been something we've been studying for a few years in Rocco, and we did a report on it in 2020. There was a number of vendors that came forward, mostly in the clearing area, to take part in the research. What's your thoughts about it? There
0: are some initiatives around blockchain, especially around the settlement process, which makes sense. That's maybe where we can see the benefit. But there is a big question from my perspective when it comes to the benefit of the blockchain, when you go a little bit down on, for example, the transaction level. It will be too costly. Like We have to think about the energy that will be consumed over time to support the blockchain on big volume. There is definitely a possibility for blockchain on the, on the settlement side, but on the transaction side, I don't think so.
1: It's interesting because we heard similar stories from some MNOs that they have been part of groups to analyze what they can do with it for roaming, but the business case just didn't stack up. And these are big ambitious MNOs who you would expect to be interested in innovating their businesses as much as possible. Is this also your feeling? I totally
0: agree uh, that it's not sure at all that it will justify the investment. I'm not sure at all that there will be a need for blockchain. This is a good example where you have the capabilities of bypassing blockchain because there is a simple way to match the data. So as long as it matches, there is no need for a blockchain uh, relationship in, in, in the settlement processes. And when you go to the where the data doesn't match, then you cannot use the blockchain because then it will be too costly. So then you do the reconciliation on transaction levels. So you you basically lose the, the benefit in using blockchain. It's more than 10 years ago since we started looking into blockchain and to see how that could fit our data model. But at that time, already then, we could see directly that since we're working with transactions from a transactional level, it makes no sense to introduce blockchain because that will cost enormous amount of, of uh, resources in the end as the blockchain grows.
1: One of the key questions I would like to ask you, Henning, is what can Ench do to support MNOs interested in PCE?
0: Yeah, so what Ench provides is a platform that supports PCE end to end. And this means that uh, any operator can use our services as a managed service, as a cloud service hosted uh, at our, in our hosting center or cloud or at, uh, on prem. To support the process, to grow with BC. So it's like a quick adoption to um, deploy a, a BC platform. And then the operators can use it just for BC. They can use it in parallel with another system for roaming. They could use our platform, of course, for both roaming and BC. And if they would like to in the, in the long term to evolve with BC for interconnect, et cetera, our platform will support that as well. Our platform is really scalable in that sense that you can deploy it very small and use it for one single revenue stream, uh, making sure that you have whatever GSMA we are doing in in the working groups within GSMA to evolve the BC standard. Our platform will always support that. It does not only support BCE as it is now. It's also supporting BCE as it's going forward and how it's evolving. And we have a platform that is really, really capable to, to support that.
1: Now You say you attend GSMA working groups on BCE, do you think there are many misconceptions about what the standard can do? I've seen quite a few misconceptions floating around in social media and in business uh, meetings about what actually BCE really represents.
0: For the operators and associate partners or members of GSMA that that is working in the BC task force, for example, it's very clear what it is about. You have one goal with that initiative, and there, but there are many many operators that cannot prioritize working in these subgroups or being part of the, the forums and what is happening. So, of course, there is a big question mark about what is BC, and how will we, what we do, we need to do to support it, and what how does it affect our tap flows? And there are a lot of questions, but there is also a lot of answers to find. When I talk to our customers. It's about educating them what VCE is, to some extent, uh, understanding from the business why they need VCE, why, why is it important? And when that discussion is finalized, so far, 100% of our customers have, does see that the, they would benefit using VCE going forward. It's a building and charging evolution, but it's also something that makes things more simple. And it's uh, a benefit in terms of getting rid of manual processes that are happening all over the place in any any company today. Mm -hmm. And I will of course be happy to talk to anybody that is interested about BC. Curious on your your view on BC. You've been listening uh, to me.
1: What what what's your view, Jason, on 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 BC? Have you? uh... I think it's clear the tap standard is not being supported anymore. I think it's clear that TAP was invented for a different world of telecoms, which doesn't really exist anymore, a world where roaming was a premium service, and a world where Billshock predominated. So I think the clearing process is definitely needed to evolve, and BC is a great evolution of TAP. It's definitely helpful in terms of IoT, machine-to-machine support, using a more streamlined and flexible system, and makes total sense. I think there's still going to be some challenges with global adoption, no matter how many big tier one MNOs are supporting it. If you consider that there will be many MNOs who don't know anything about it today, there's a lot more education that needs to be done about it. And vendors are talking about this right now. But what we really need is MNO case studies, which endorse its use, and the GSMA to come forward and say it needs its members to support it. With 5G and slicing and IoT increasing, and that fact that with every roaming partner, there may, need, there may be the need of service level agreements, etc. cetera. Well, you know, we should be jumping on any efficiency gains that we can.
0: Definitely. The level of automation that you actually can get by introducing BC, like it's only when there is a difference, a discrepancy. That you need to take some actions, otherwise it's an automatic process end-to-end. So as long as, as the world is perfect, you don't need to do anything.
1: If you think about it, we're really re-engineering roaming these days. SLAs and slicing will make something which has seemed quite primitive and best endeavors into something reliable in terms of quality and availability.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's essential. The world is expecting one network more or less, right? It should be a seamless. No integration, yes, as you say, the devices, whatever it is that is operating in, in some kind of service level, just expects that type of service level, where, wherever they are. That needs to be regulated in between the the, the carriers or the MNOs that are, are offering the services. So yeah. definitely re-engineering the way we see telecommunications. Fantastic! It's it's so interesting to be in that space in the COVID situation. I wish the technology was a little bit further ahead, like if you look at VR and being able to use 5G for and VR together for uh, football games or like in a COVID situation where you cannot visit any stadium, but you could do that from a VR perspective. We have the technology, but it's not really mature enough to, to allow us to, to get into that experience. BC. I hope for to a large extent will also kick in in 2021. It will support those multi-company relationships that we, to some extent, will see in, in in the 5G era. Mobile IoT. The way billing and charging has been evolving over the, so many years, and, and the result, it's uh, there is it's, it's a great benefit. It really simplifies things. It solves problems that you see in tap. It automates. And it's a standard that will cover the full process.
1: Thanks for your insights, Henning. It's been a real pleasure talking to you and getting to know you and getting to know Enchouse. And we look forward to seeing how Enchouse is going to develop and the evolution of BCE in the coming years. Thank you.
0: You too, yes. It's, uh,
1: it's, it's my pleasure to have the opportunity to talk to you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. And hope it gave you some new perspectives to think about. Until next time, this is Jason Bryan, and you've been listening to The Slice from Rocker Radio.